Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto special one-shot episode for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Warlock Tedderus. Ooh. Hey, this is the first... Whoa, hold on. Yeah. This is huge. It was right. This is huge. It was the right thing to do. This is the first time. It was the right thing to do. Wow. It's destiny. But it, made, it, 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 it connected. It made sense. Adam Warlock. There's too many things to line up to of not course. take advantage of that. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate you're an opportunist. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Nothing is sacred. You right? do things for a certain way for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. But then someone comes along and goes, why you do it that way? And you're like, but, <sighs> yeah, well, yo, why do why I think do this I is important. Okay. Way? This is a lesson that nothing is sacred. Right, because sacred means... Well, some things are sacred. Well, you know, uh, 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 some things are sacred. Okay. But what I mean to say is nothing is sacred. <laughs> nothing <laughs> sacred, like, except the th- some you things. Can't, you know, you can't live and die by arbitrary rules, mm-hmm. you know? A man's got to have principles mm-hmm. and ha- also needs to be able to, to break them hmm? if it what? is necessary. Where are we going and right what now? I'm trying to say Take is... Take us there. E equals MC and Hammer. And Jakku and Jumpman... Right. Right. Anyway. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is a ravager. Yeah. And this entire movie is about a character that I didn't need more information about. Now. Yandu, I'm looking at you, boy. Before, before we get there, uh huh. this is a one-shot episode of Comic Book Junto. Now, everybody's, every podcast is somebody's first podcast. Let's That's break correct. this down right quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, please. In comic books, one-shots are standalone stories. Mm-hmm. They have characters you may have heard of and may not have heard of. They are they are stories that happen within the same world, oftentimes, but they're standalone stories, beginning, middle, and end. They're a complete thought, and then they don't necessarily take away or disrupt you from the ongoing story. That's right. So the way we've incorporated that into Comic Book Junto is we have our regular episodes that come out weekly as much as we can unless the internet eats our episodes oh my god but we have our regular episodes that come out weekly Mm -hmm. and then after that we have a couple other kind of spinoff shows we have origins where i talk to different creatives in geek culture about the origin story we also have one shots where we do movie tv reviews and man thing mondays Oh, is that is that coming? Oh yeah, for the Patreon. Uh huh. We're, we're just gonna keep talking about this Patreon one yeah. day. That's gonna happen. Yeah, and this Patreon that's gonna happen one day. We're gonna feature uh, Man Thing Mondays. If you if you uh, subscribe at a level of sixty dollars or more. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I'm not giving this away for free. Oh, okay. Anybody no. got time for that? Huh. Only the people who really value it. That's not true. It's not gonna happen like that. Anybody doing no $60 Patreon? What is this bull talking about? He better be giving away go- solid gold bars or something. <laughs> I'll Shoot. give you bars. Oh, I, got, I, got, I got solid gold bars for you, <laughs> a.k.a. solid gold bars. That's good. That's very um, good. Yeah, so this is our one shot for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, mm-hmm. listener beware. One shots are full of spoilers. If you have not seen Guards of the Galaxy Volume 2, you ha- are being warned that we are about to spoil everything. Our suggestion press pause go watch the movie if you haven't watched the movie Mm -hmm. because there is not going to be anything held back we're going to sweep the leg on spoilers right now yeah that's right okay Mm -hmm. so if you haven't seen it don't listen if you're listening moving forward you are asking to be spoiled spoiler wall is going up three two one it's your fault it's your fault Mm -hmm. spoilers Mm -hmm. so now gardens of the galaxy Volume two. Much awaited. Long awaited. Long awaited. The original one came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I think you can agree, was 
fresh. It was original. It was one. Of, it, it is one of my favorite Marvel cinematic Marvel Studios movies. Understandably, yes. I think up until that point when that movie came out, we have never seen anything quite like the original Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It was innovative. It was funny as hell. It had a lot of cool action. The style of all the space stuff uh, was really good. Guardians of the Galaxy has a very clear style, would you say? Yeah, it takes me back to... um, It makes me feel like how I felt when I was watching Indiana Jones. Oh, word. Like, feel like I was... Now, volume one now. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching Indiana Jones and E.T. and... um, it's just, just like that kind of fun, youthful feeling. I, I, I had a big smile on my face the whole time I was watching the movie. Yeah. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, really high bar that yeah. they set with a great movie, an excellent movie. Now, and fast track to 2017. Yeah. Now, now we have the sequel. Now, when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, if you know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know that there's going to be a Volume 2 yeah. and a Volume 7 uh-huh. or whatever the case may be. So... We all just kind of expected that same way we had three Captain Americas, we had three Iron Men, we're gonna moving on to our second um Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have? We got we got our first Black Panther coming up, but we're assuming there's gonna be multiple. We're coming up on our third Thor. There's going to be multiple Guardians of the Galaxy, especially because it was so good mm-hmm. and it was a property that most people had never heard of. Mm-hmm. Nobody had ever heard of what a rocket raccoon was. What is a Groot? What is a Peter Quill? What's Gamora? What is yeah. Drax the Destroyer? Who, who, was, is, who is Yondu? I seriously think that was one of the best features of their first movie because Marvel could do whatever they want. Right. The, the diehard fans are so few. They're like Man-Thing fans. They're just not really out there. And there's so few of Adam, them that if they're going to say anything... We don't have to always bring this back well, to Man-Thing. A man's got to have his principles. Here's what you got to recognize, mm-hmm. okay? They've given the reins over to someone else. Yeah. Okay. And until you step up and take them away, uh-huh. you're gonna have to just be subject to what they give you. Well, hashtag resist. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I can. Out <laughs> resist here. who? R- who resist RL? Resist hashtag resist RL. Resist RL. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, the I lost my my train of thought. I was I was trying to say something about that. You were saying one. because there's such unknown properties nobody really had as many expectations similar to man thing right so marvel can play more they can be more creative without being held to any parameters Mm -hmm. because even if a super fan came up and said that's not what star lord would do right most people would be like yeah but we don't even know what star lord is yeah Yeah. who who is that right so this movie got to play a lot got to define roles a Mm -hmm. lot guardians of the galaxy is obscure they got to define the team um and in the first film it's about the team coming together together yes finding each other form up like voltron and you know we're waiting for them to go on adventures yeah and in the second movie it's about some exploration of individual members as well as the thing that happens a lot with team movies there's a there's a a friction there's like a break they start pulling away from Mm -hmm. one another or someone starts pulling away Mm -hmm. and the second movie focuses i think primarily on star lord Peter Quill, Chris Pratt, Mm -hmm. and Star-Lord finding his father. Mm -hmm. And that was this big mystery in the first movie. Who is Star-Lord's father? What what is Star-Lord? He's some part this and some part that, and he could hold the Infinity Stone and survive. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? And this one is about him finding his father and coming to terms with his origin and his quote-unquote destiny and that sort of thing. Now, internet. Mm -hmm. I want... 
to you guys to just kind of understand what we're about to do here. What we're trying to do is kind of try to work on a grading system for movies, for comic book Junto. Mm-hmm. Now, I suggest the the like letter grade system, like the American letter grade system from, you know, that I, that we, A, B, C, D, F. Sure. Now let's talk about how I use that. Adam Mm -hmm. can talk about how he uses that. And then we can kind of conclude what we're going to do here. Mm -hmm. I look at, this is me now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to determine if this is what we are going to do. What I do is I look at exactly what is a C in school. A C is average. Mm -hmm. You didn't fail. It wasn't great. It was average. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Right? What's a D? Below average. Yeah. You're not doing well. Right. What is a B? Above average. Mm-hmm. So when you look at movies, for me, the average movie, which means most movies you see on planet Earth, if it's average and you want to stay with what a letter grade is, what is average? C. Mm-hmm. So the average movie is a C. So I would I would argue that the majority of movies, not... Oh, what are you trying to say? That split was a C? That's not what I said. Sure. I'm saying the average movie is a C. Uh-huh. Above average movies, something that's above the average movie is a B. Now, I would like to reserve A for what's an A? It's the best grade you can get, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. An A is one of the best movies you have ever seen. What's an F? An F is the worst grade you can get. Yes. An F is one of the worst movies you have ever seen. So C, average. D, a little bit below average. B, a little bit above average. A, greatest movie you've ever seen. F, worst movie you've ever seen. I hear you building up to something. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you building up to is what letter grade you would give Guardians of the Galaxy to. I wanted to save that for the end. Okay. But I wanted to let people who are listening kind of start brainstorm because what i would like to do for those who listen to comic book junto's one shots i would like us to start tweeting our our letter grades oh yeah so we can collectively be on the same page but i kind of wanted to set out let's see if you and i can yeah, get on the same page because okay. you know we we can't agree to something unless we agree to it uh-huh. so if you and i agree to it anybody who decides to tweet at us with their letter grades we can all know what the the, the grading scale is right. so someone doesn't go Oh man, everything's an egg. Wait, so every movie you see is the best movie you've ever seen in your life? Sure, sure. Every movie, like yeah. every TV show, everything. Yeah. You know, or it's an F. Well, you know, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. And me at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter, Adam at Adam Tatteris on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the show at Comic Book Junta on Twitter, so that we can kind of get on the same page. How do you feel about the letter grading? I like the letter grade. Because I, I, can, I can look at the good things and the bad things, synthesize all of that together, and tell you what I think the grade is. Right. I think there's potential that I, I, there are some movies I can objectively say, it is this letter grade, however, my experience mm-hmm. was different. Okay. So Really? Per- interesting. Perfect example. Perfect example. Jupiter Ascending. Oh. I bring this up frequently. Okay. Jupiter Ascending. Adam. I'm going to give that movie. All right. Here's the letter grade. This, this I think, will make you feel good. It's going to get a D. Okay. But my experience okay. was like an A. Now, hold on. See, now, here's the thing that I'd like to submit. Mm-hmm. 
you, I, I don't use the letter grades considering anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a crap about anybody else when I'm given a letter grade. Yeah. I'm not grading for the world. I'm not grading for comic book junta. I'm not grading for the Newman tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm grading for me. Yeah. So sure. if Jupiter yourself. ascending is an A for me, it doesn't matter what it is for anybody else. I sure. don't have to argue my A against anyone else's D. Uh-huh. Now, Jupiter Ascending is very much not an A for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I'm now, saying. Now, there is a movie from the w- w- Wachowskis that is an A, uh-huh. and that's The Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix one. is an A. The, uh, the Matrix 1, Internet. Sure. The Matrix 1 is an A, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, an example, what's an A for you? Just so they kind of know what you're talking about. A for me. Uh, the Wrestler. Okay. Darren Aronofsky. Okay. Uh, I love... Love that movie, The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's so, an F for you? An F for me, X-Men Apocalypse. Ooh, really? One of the worst movies you've ever seen. Because I felt like it was such a waste of time. Hmm. It was For me, it was such a waste of time that the, all of my experience was being frustrated, which means I had a hard time even seeing the good things mm-hmm. um, because the bad things were just such a waste of time for me. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? But that's why I say I think I can cognitively separate my ex- my personal experience from what I believe the film to actually be. Now, I think it's different to go, do you think that, like we talked about this, for example, with, was it I'm the one, DJ Khaled, Chance the Rapper, yeah. Justin Bieber, da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. it a good song? Yeah. But <laughs> we're not asking if it's a good song. We're asking, what do you grade it? Uh-huh. What is your grade? <laughs> because... I want to know what your grade is to measure it against your taste. Because really what it is, how do I quantify your taste versus my taste? Sure. You know, not mm-hmm. what does the world collectively say? Because we know the world collectively says all kinds of stuff that mm-hmm. we're like, I mean, Marvel run around talking about what we collectively said. And we're so, like, we so, didn't say that. So what's important here is when, when we're offering a letter grade, we are specifically talking about our personal experience. You personally. And the reason that's important is there are a lot of times when I'll go online and I'll look at someone's review of, let's say, an album mm-hmm. that just came out. Right. And I'll see that they ranked it badly. And I'm like, what? I love this album. Yeah. Or they ranked it really high. I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't really hit mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the new Gorillaz album. Right. I like the Gorillaz. Right. I like the Gorillaz a lot. I like mm-hmm. the concept. I like everything. But mm-hmm. the new album, I can't get into. No? There are tracks that I can get into, but I'm not listening to it actively. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself thinking, I need to revisit any other track except for the one with Vince Staples on it. So my point being is that album gets reviewed very highly. It's getting great critical reception. Adam uh, uh, Adam Warlock Teteris is over here thinking, yeah, I just haven't, I don't know. It doesn't reach me like that. Yeah. So sometimes I, I see a review and I think this person is trying to tell me what I should think. They're saying that this objectively is this letter. But the reality is, is it's different for me. That's and, and what we're saying is this is our opinion. Yeah. So on so, Comic Book Junto, we will give you our it, it, our personal, exclusive, individual responses. Right. Which means that doesn't mean that we're going to give a collective uh, grade together. We're going to give yeah. two separate letter grades. That's right. All right. So that's what we're going to do at the end of this episode. And mm-hmm. at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedders, at Comic Book Junto, let us know what your letter grades are. Keeping in mind, A, best movie I've ever seen. B, above average movie. C, average movie. D, below average movie. F, worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. All right. Knee jerk, gut, gut reactions. What do you think? Going in, going into this movie, I am incredibly excited. Mm-hmm. I loved the first one so much. One of my favorite Marvel movies 
if not my favorite Marvel movie. Right. Um, coming up against it, maybe a Civil War, because yes. I loved Civil War yes. so much. Yep. But Guardians of the Galaxy gave me this unique experience that, I mean, I was smiling ear to ear. Yes. Loved it. Yes. So I was holding a very high bar. Got reaction to the movie. It did not reach the high bar that I held it to. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Right. But it did not reach the high bar. And I've been thinking about why that is. I think the first movie did something so unique and so fresh and so new. I was so impressed that I kind of held this, this standard of what the second one would do too. I thought maybe you would do that also. It would surprise me. It would be like, wow, I've, I've never seen a movie do this. But I think it existed in the world that it made and it didn't push past anything. It just was more. So it was fun, but it was not as impressive. And the the analogy that I came up with is the first one, first movie, Guardians 1, that was like a meal that I have never had before in my life. Gotcha. Blew me away. Gotcha. And then the second one was like a good dessert. It didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to turn down dessert. Gotcha. But it was not that like, oh my God, what is this? Mm-hmm. Palette changing experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm not mad. And I recognize that I held it to a crazy high standard, but it, it didn't get as high. That's my gut reaction. Got you. How about you? I went to the movie theater. <clears throat> I saw the movie. After I saw the movie, I walked out of the theater. And my reaction was, eh. yeah, yes, yeah. Eh. But you know, that that was not your reaction for the first one. Oh, and that wasn't my expectation. Now, remember, Internet, Blackout Congregation, I watch one trailer. Mm-hmm. After I watch the trailer, no, no, no other trailers, no reviews, no opinions, no commercials, nothing. I just try to forget as much as I can. So a lot of what I saw was for the first time, was what it felt like. So I didn't really know what... I was walking into. I didn't know what the plot was. Sure. I didn't know what was going on. Sure. So I know a lot of people, oh, well, you saw that in the trailer. I didn't see that in the trailer. I didn't see anything in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Hence why I go into the movie the way I do, because I don't want to know anything. Yeah. And when I went into the movie, I watched it. And when I left, I was like, okay. That was fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, doesn't suck. Wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. And that's that's the my gut reaction. Sure. Now let's get in some details. What did you what did you like most about it? What what was good? What I liked most about this movie is when it when it's when it knows what it wants to do and it wants to tell you jokes, it, it really works. It's funny. And it, it watching the movie felt like maybe a Saturday morning cartoon. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting analogy. Because I was just thinking, man, this is wacky. Mm-hmm. And when it and when it's involved in its own wackiness, it was fun. With the exception of some jokes, which I thought were trying too hard and yeah. land so yeah. well for me. Um, but when it's when it's funny, it's funny. And I enjoy it because it has its own personality. This is the Marvel movie that is primarily comedy. Yes. And like whacked out yes. comedy. And it's not that that that's key. It's not like just comedy it's not wacky comedy that's right you know and i use wacky as kind of and and i intentionally mean kind of waka waka like that kind of oh here's the joke you get it blah 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 blah, blah. kind of like that yeah. kind of funny and you and i think a lot of those jokes were like okay mm-hmm. uh fine okay yeah yeah and sure some of them really work some of them don't sell i i think it, at times it was 
it was kind of it reminded me of like a, a little cousin who really wants to impress you. Hmm. You just like keep you just keep trying, and they're not. It's just not funny. You're persisting, and it's just not funny. The the thing that I think of immediately is in the beginning of the movie when Rocket is saying he was going to put a turd. He, of course, it's the word turd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a turd in your pillowcase. And then it's going to be Drax's turd. And then Drax says, oh, I, I have notoriously big turds. And it's this whole thing about turds. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, because the first one didn't land, they kept coming back to it. Yeah. A bit got stretched out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right. Let's right. get to the next scene. Right. And uh, wait, I... Wait, wait, is this what you like about it? Is no, no, that's not what I like. Dislike. But the, the jokes, I like when it's humorous. I like when it's playful. I like that they give, for the most part, each character space to breathe. Yes. And do something interesting. I loved seeing Rocket be a badass. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Rocket be a strategist. He's super smart and he's yeah. addictive and he was a badass. The yeah. action scenes are fun to watch. Every part of this movie is great to look at. It's just a great looking movie. It's got this cool palette, the colors that, you know, it is decidedly not Batman v Superman. Yes. It, it has color. Yeah. It's vibrant, and I liked that. I, I love the way it looks aesthetically. Mm-hmm. I love the way it moves. Mm-hmm. I love that different planets are like super gold people or are these blue people yeah, or yeah, this yeah. pink hair. And yeah. Everything that was happening in front of my eyeballs was mm-hmm. just really, really into. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the most part, the comedy worked for me. Now, let me, if I can jump in on with some of the things that I liked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is notable? Because walking out of a movie when you're like, eh, it forces you to think, well, wait, what did I like? Mm-hmm. Now, well, I'll say what I did like is I think they really did a good job of expanding the Marvel Cinematic Universe for me. Mm. They expanded... And we've got Avengers, we've got Hell's Kitchen, and here is outer space. Mm-hmm. Here are the Watchers. Here is the Ravagers. Here are, the, like, you know, this is what it's like. This is the Star Trek. This is the Star Wars. This is the, you know what I mean? The the Marvel Cinematic Universe just isn't ground level. There's a lot going on outside of the, you know, Earth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. To be able to recognize, like, for similar to Star Wars, like, Tat- Tatooine is over here, and this place is over there, and these yeah. people are over here, and there's this whole place full of gold people, and these are there, and you have to interact with them this way, because if you don't, then this happens. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. We, we're starting, and I'm starting to see a setup Thanos, because you need to introduce me to where Thanos is from yeah. in a deep, thorough way in order for me to care about what's going on out there. Yes. And it's not just a big hole opens up in the sky and a bunch of things come in through it. And you're like, what are those things? Just kill them. I don't care about those things. Yeah, sure. You know? Um, so I thought that was good. Um, I love the action scenes. Yeah. Fantastic. Really I love good. Yondu's arrow. Mm-hmm. That, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved like, the the interaction between Peter Quill, Star Lord, and Rocket went with the with the with the plane like I'm flying, I'm flying, and also when Rocket and Groot and Yondu are jumping all the different like planets, like all of that stuff. So, yo, so Saturday morning cartoon where yeah. their faces are getting warped. Yeah, like, yeah. Whoa! It was yeah. like Super Bugs Bunny, you know? yeah, which I'm about. Yeah, and also color palette visually, it was beautiful. Yeah, and Baby Groot, Baby Groot. Who is, by the way, 
a minion. He's ostensibly a minion. I think Baby you know, he's like, more than a minion. But he's yeah, because he has more. He's Mi- a million, more minions you know are I mean? lemmings. He uh, minions don't, are lemmings. Don't disrespect. But you know the baby group. Baby you know group. they played up the fact that he was a dumb dumb. Like he's a baby. But yeah, but why? Like you know he is a crazy old super smart sentient tree. He is a baby. Yeah, sure. He, like but whole, that whole that scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. When they're trying to get Baby Groot yes. to go and get the prototype, yes, fin. yes, yes, and all of the failed attempts, yes, which were now that phenomenal. Th- that now that was a bit that was landing and landing and yes. landing and yes. landing yes. and landing, yes. and it's like every time Groot came back with something stupid, you're just like, oh, Baby Groot, yo, when classic they Baby when Groot. They hand him the Ravager badge, yes. and he takes a look at it <laughs> and then lifts it back up like he just gave. The- he puts it on his yo! head. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't put it on your head. He goes, I am Groot. He's like, yeah. I was hoping. He- <laughs> that was oh, yeah, great. that's the thing. He doesn't like hats. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, oh, that, that bit was great. I really, really enjoyed that. So, yeah. Um, and also, them fleshing out um, Gamora and what's her? Uh, Nebula. And Nebula's relationship and breaking down the interaction between those two mm-hmm. and kind of going, look, here's the real motivation for why Nebula hates you know, Gamora so much mm-hmm. because it's like all of this, you know, Thanos stuff at the end of the day, you forgot to be my sister. Yeah. You know, and it kind of even pushed into like the relationship that parents can have between siblings, you know, and favoritism and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I thought that that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that they gave an opportunity to the side characters to explain themselves mm-hmm. to, to have some depth and make us care about them and to make us care. Because I remember friends of mine would say, you know, I just wish they would have given Nebula more of a shot hmm. in the first movie. Cause she just kind of like shows up is mean, gets dead, escapes. Yeah. yeah. And Yondu had a similar arc mm-hmm. and this movie offered them more opportunities. Now, what I thought was strange is those opportunities were at the cost of the clarity and, and depth of the characters I was really interested in. It, which is an interesting point. What, but let, let's, let's, let's put a pin in that. I want to say one more thing. Taserface was funny. Taserface was funny. Taserface bit was funny. And Marvel, it, it, this Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect platform to make fun of how ridiculous it is. Especially with Guardians. Taserface is a real character from yes. the comics. Yes. And the fact that James Gunn, the director of this movie, is going to give all of the characters an opportunity to take swings, how dumb that is, is gold. Taserface. Then I feel like I'm part of the group, you know? And it, it's like uh, the um, Blackagar Boltagon. Yes. Like, does nobody else think that that's kind of ridiculous? Wait, your name is Blackagar Boltagon? And you call yourself Black Bolt? Like nobody, nobody else is going. Y'all, y'all, nobody gonna say nothing about that. So I love that they they uh, they grabbed onto that. That just the ludicrous nature of yes. Taserface and do yes. that. Also, something I want to shout out is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Although it's complex, and I'll get into it shortly. I loved Mantis. Hmm. Loved hmm. Mantis, or more specifically, I loved the actress who plays Mantis mm-hmm. and the way that she chose to play Mantis as just funny. Like, doesn't know how to smile, doesn't know how to act. Yeah. Is just in in a little bit kind of a baby Groot situation where she was naively, accidentally bumping into humorous situations. So I I did like Mantis. She's crazy different from the comics, but I I, I like what they did with her. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll go there. Now. It's complicated. Now, as you were saying, how about, how about some things that we didn't like? Uh, things that we didn't like. Yeah. What did you dislike about the movie? So this movie, 
I, I listened to a podcast where someone said this movie is so just fine that it practically begs you to pick it apart because you had just a, eh, it's okay. And it, it's, it's almost desperate for you to find reasons not to like it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found myself doing. Things that I didn't really like about this movie, like I mentioned, some of the comedy just didn't land for me. Yeah. And this would happen kind of repeatedly. Yeah. Where I'd be like, this is not as yeah. funny as you yeah. think it is. Yeah. Um, and it, it would continually come back. You know, um, you know what I thought about that? It's almost like they wanted to do Judd Apatow, super bad, 40-year-old virgin, you know, kind of anchorman funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like those like stupid jokes, mm-hmm. but they're so funny. You're like, you know, Andre, look at me. Like that, just just dumb, like Will Ferrell hamming it up jokes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but they're not landing. Yeah. And not only are they not landing, it's like you think you're really funny. Mm-hmm. So you keep pushing the joke and you're like, this is not funny. Can we move on, please? Sure. You're ruining the moment. You, can you think of an example where you felt that way in the movie? Any um, particular gag? I, I will say that there's a lot of Drax stuff. Drax just, is kind of like the that, humor backbone. Yeah, but there's a lot of Drax stuff that just wasn't funny. And yeah. it was just like, and they just kept coming back to this, like him kind of delivering this, oh, you know, I... I genuinely innocently don't get it mm-hmm. and that's what's funny mm-hmm. you know or um i even heard on the internet some conversations about drax representing someone with autism mm. who doesn't like doesn't understand or isn't picking up on things in, in that he's very literal yeah yeah and it's like yeah but this isn't funny though sure. you know there was one that was funny was like yeah you're ugly oh but that's because you're beautiful inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, but you're you're beautiful. But and it was just like, what? Like I'm having a I can't even follow the joke because it's like, can we just okay, what what is this up? And it, you know what it had me doing? It's like, what is this about? Sure. Like, let's go, let's move I, on. I come on, it. come I on. It. Let's I get it. Like, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I felt that way with Drax specifically, th- what you mentioned when he he kept making fun of Mantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the the joke here is all of us can see Mantis and she's played by a, a beautiful woman. Right. And Drax is from an alien race that doesn't prize beauty in the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps saying, gosh, you are so ugly. How can anybody look at you? And that never really land. I get the joke, but it never really landed. And it, it kept going forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And it got worse for me when I started thinking, I'm like, are you familiar with the concept of negging? I think so. So when a guy will make fun of a woman because the idea is let me just uh smash her her oh. her image of herself down. Mm-hmm. Let me make her feel self-conscious and that's when she's most vulnerable and that's when I come I'm tough guy I'm going to swing and get her. It's kind of right. it's the uh it's a a method of the pickup artist mm-hmm. and the notion that if you nag someone and you'd be like, Yo, why, why do your eyes look like that? Why would you choose that color of lipstick? That's so gross that that for some reason somehow mm-hmm. is a way to pick someone up. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I was like, yo, Drax is just nagging this woman and she's going with it. And then I kept thinking, oh, wait, Mantis is uh, 
sort of the trope of the house geisha. She's the subservient hmm. oriental woman. And the only person that she knows is Ego, her master. And she just needs to be taught how to be a human by this guy who's telling her she's ugly. I'm like, oh no, it's kind of coming apart for me as far as that goes. Hmm. And it wasn't funny. So when I get, when I get woke about it, it falls apart and it didn't, it wasn't worth it at face value either. I didn't even dig that much into it. Honestly, sure. I was just like, okay, next please. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately okay, it just, it, on, it, it just wasn't that funny. And you know what really bummed me about, uh, the, the, the humor Star-Lord doesn't get a lot of jokes in. Yeah, and... and Not he, enough. And he's damn funny. Chris Pratt is damn funny in the first one. Yeah, and a lot of what was going on with Chris Pratt was... I don't... I mean, it was... It seemed like there was a lot that they were trying to do with the relationship of the family. Sure. And try to, like, you know, family's tough. And, you know, sometimes you argue with your siblings and there's different personalities and different ways people deal with family. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, is that what this movie is about? Mm -hmm. And then the movie is going on and it's like, joke, 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 joke. Okay. Is that what this movie is about? Question mark. And okay. Peter Quill's dad is ego and ego is a planet and ego in your mom and da, 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 da. So, oh, oh, that's what this movie is about. Mm -hmm. And then it's like. So who's the villain? So what is the, and I'm like, what is this movie about? And that's mm -hmm. the whole, the majority, like the first two thirds of the movie, I was like, what is this movie about? I think this movie was very much similar to The Fast and the Furious because it's all about family. Mm. We're family. Even when we're at each other's throats, we're family. And even if I find my biological father, well, he's less of a dad to me than Yondu was. I just right. didn't realize it. Right. We're family. Right. Hashtag family, family, family. And even the, uh, the sub arc between Nebula and Gamora mm -hmm. was about family. Yeah. My sister. And uh, to some extent, Rocket, Raccoon, and Yondu, Rocket kind of seeing himself and learning how to love himself mm -hmm. and understanding... Stop pushing kinda, people away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it felt like this movie was about family in a big way that they didn't want you to forget, but it took a while for you to get around to that. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, uh, part of the reason why I say... See, okay, so let, let's look at it like this. Yeah. I would be like, okay... Pick one, please, mm. and let's make a really good movie. There are a lot of sub storylines. Just, just if this movie is about family, let's lean into family. Yeah. Let's lean all the way into it, and let's do it. Yeah, you know, if this is a heist movie, okay, let's lean into the heist thing and let's do it, and let's do it really well. But I think th this was kind of like we're getting ready for this something else so we gotta do all it and it was like even the peter quill and ego thing mm -hmm. it's kind of like oh you know you're my son and so and so and so and i was following along and I'm like, okay that's what this movie's about okay so is the issue that it's going to be like you're going to have to either choose the father or the rest of the guys got it and then when i found out oh it's actually about okay so there's this yondu storyline now mm-hmm 
So is it about Jan? Like, what? There's so many things going on at one time. Sure. It didn't really give me a chance to latch on to anything until the end. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that's what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm with you. And then it started getting good towards the end. Now, how'd you feel about that Yandu arc? The the idea of Yandu is more like a father to Star-Lord than Star-Lord's real father, Ego. And Yandu ultimately sacrifices himself to save his adopted slash kidnapped son. I mean, Yandu is the best part. Yandu is the hero of the movie. He is. He you is know, the hero of the, Yan, Yan, the, the This was, you know, in a lot of ways, Yandu stole the show. Yeah. You know, Michael Rooker was great. Yeah. I mean, that's that was the best part of of it. It really turned into and it kind of seemed like the movie didn't know what it wanted to be about. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, ah, Yandu, I choose you. We're going to finish the story with that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, OK, this was all about Yandu then. Yeah. But did we. Was, I, I didn't come to see a Yandu movie though. Yeah. You know? Yes. Okay. And that's not this that that's bad. Thing. This is the thing. It's not that Yandu's bad. No, that, that storyline was good. And you we, just put a pin on it. And when we brought it back together, I was like, this is really good because I can relate to that. You know, I was more of your father than your father ever was because there's a lot of people who deal with that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of surrogate fathers who are, you know, father figures for young young boys and young girls even, mm-hmm. but surrogate fathers that when the real dad comes along or even stepfathers, then they're like, daddy. And then the dad's like, oh, sure. I mean, I raise you. I feed you. I deal with grades. I deal with bullies. I deal with boyfriends, girlfriends. I deal with all of that. All of it. But when, you know, blood father comes around, then I'm, I mean, I, even the interaction between him and Starhawk, which we now know as Starhawk, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester. Um, that in, whole interaction where you're kind of like, you know, dag, Yandu's a bad dude. Like yeah. he's kidnapping kids for the reveal to kind of be like, oh, wow. He was saving. He was kids. saving the kids from ego because he knew what ego was doing. Sure. He first started off maybe you know. Well, you know what? Actually, he saved the one kid. He, yeah. He was saving people. Yeah. And when he found out what was going going on, and you know, yeah. And even he didn't tell about it, and that was actually like touching and moving. Like, oh wow, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. And even for him to give up his life for his son, and Peter finally get it, that was dope. But I came to see Guardians of the Galaxy. That whole plot, by the way. The Fresh Prince, the episode where yes. Will's father comes. Yes, and yes. And realizes that, yes. the, yo, to this day, just yes. thinking about it yeah, makes me I just got to chill. Yeah. I just got to chill when you mentioned it. If you, uh, l- listeners, if you haven't seen that episode uh, of Fresh Prince when he meets his real father mm-hmm. and then he, he comes to terms with his relationship with his real father yeah. and his moment with Uncle Phil. Yeah. Watch that on, you can watch it on YouTube. I know it's on YouTube because I've yes. watched it not that long ago and it's amazing. Uh, but it, that is basically the arc that was playing out there. And you were 100% right because I'm not, I'm not mad about Yondu. I like the character. I think Michael Rooker is good. Yeah. I thought they made him even more cool. There was a yeah. cool sequence where he was going ham with the whistle and yeah. they, they best, gave him best, a lot of opportunities. Sequence. But ultimately, I wanted to spend more time on the guardians and i never never did i feel that more than the nebula gamora subplot mm-hmm. because i i like nebula i think the character is cool i like the uh the actress karen gillen i think she's great she transforms into nebula totally yeah. have yeah. you ever seen what she looks like for real i've seen i've seen uh photos of them she over, really yeah. transforms she does a great job with it but ultimately as i'm watching this play out i'm thinking wait I don't want to know more about Nebula. 
I want more about Gamora. Mm-hmm. I want to know how Gamora is feared through the cosmos because she is the assassin warrior daughter of Thanos. Yeah. Except it seems like she just rolls up onto a planet and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about how she struggles to be part of a family when her relationship with her father is terribly abusive with Thanos. Yes. I want to know more about Gamora. Nebula, thank you. I appreciate it. The depth is interesting and I'm, I'm cool. But I didn't come for the Nebula movie. I came for Gamora. And I didn't come for Yondu. I came for, you know, the team. Give me, give me more jokes from Chris Pratt. Please give me more jokes from Chris Pratt. And keeping in mind, for me, the majority of the movie, I'm like, okay, and that is taking us where? Yeah. Because in the, in the first few minutes, you know, in the first bit of the movie, you're kind of like, why do I care about these guys right now? Mm-hmm. What's the adventure we're going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like the adventure we're going on is, okay, you know, the adventure to find my dad. Cool. That's the story we're going to tell. Great. And then we go off on these other, these splinter stories. And then the final fight scene was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Looks cool. Looks good. I mean, fun to watch. Yeah. A couple cool jokes. The I am group bit. You know, anybody have some tape? Nobody yeah. has some tape up here. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was good. That was fun. When, when Star Lord has the opportunities, there's were good jokes in there. Here's what I want to say. I think I just figured it out. Hmm. It's the pacing of the movie. Oh, okay. It's the rhythm of a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the, it's, the, it's the flow of it. There were good movies. There were good points in the movie where it would ramp up, and you're like, okay, I'm having fun. And it would kind of go, and slow down, and then go in a different direction. And you're like, yeah. okay, I was, kind of, I was kind of having fun, but all right, I'll follow you down here because you've earned it. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you're probably telling me something important. And, okay, we're 10 minutes on this point. What are we doing? Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't care now. And then you bring me back to something I care about. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm back. All right, I'm with you. And then you're like, and you're like, okay. Well, over here, cool. Nebula, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, okay. So Ego was the one that gave Peter Quill's mom the, the tumor. Whoa, kaboom, big. That's amazing. Awesome. That's the, Whoa, that's okay. Let's follow that story now. And then we go off and Shift do something. Shifts gears to Nebula. And, and it's like, wow. Shifts gears to Rooker. What, yeah. what, we, what is the story about? Uh, no, I'm with you. It, it did feel like it was, it was like uh, driving uh, stick. And it was yes. like, it was yes. moving through gears clunky. You know, it, it was like, it was not, yeah, no, 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 no. You got to put your foot on the clutch like this and you got to move it. Late. No. Okay. See that. That was awkward. That was an awkward transition. And it did make it feel kind of rocky and uncertain. I wasn't sure whose story I was paying attention to. Yeah. Ultimately. And then when it came all together for the final fight, fight scene, the, you know, the big Pac-Man thing and yeah. all of that. And even 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 in the way it kind of came all together. Was the kinda... Pac-Man thing was ruined, unfortunately, by the movie Pixels. <sighs> the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Because Pac-Man's in that movie, and it's a very similar kind of John. Like, the joke is, oh, my God, it's Pac-Man. Can you believe it? And unfortunately, I'm so sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy, but Adam Sandler did it first. And not well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I thought the, to the pacing issue, I thought the introduction of Ego was too fast. 
where a ship just comes down. Hey, did you see that guy? He just rescued us. And then they crash land and a ship comes down and who walks out? Hey, amigo, I'm your dad. Oh, really? Oh. My dad? Cool. Oh, what's up? You want to go with me to my planet? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know if I should trust them. You should really trust them. Should I trust them? You should trust them. I don't think you should trust them now. You just told me I should trust them. I don't think you should trust them now because now I feel uncomfortable. But I trust them now. Okay, you want to trust him or trust us? What? Yeah. What? It, it happened really fast. Because Gamora just was like, and then the whole Peter Quill Gamora thing. Let's dance together. No, I'm not going to dance with you. And now we're dancing. Don't ever tell anybody I danced with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you want me to look at? Yeah. What do you want me to look at? Yeah. Now, here's the part where I'm going to be a geek about it. I don't want to be the version version of a person that says, the, well, in the comics, it was it's too late. I don't want to be. As soon as you say you don't want to be it. Well, I, I don't Everybody's wanna, getting ready for you to be the thing. I, I want to recognize that being that person carries some weight mm -hmm. and his negative weight. Mm -hmm. like people don't want to hang out yep, yep. with that person. Too late. But I want to say that in the Guardians of the Galaxy, in, in the comic book iteration, Gamora is so cool. She's a badass. You don't mess with Gamora. You do not mess with Gamora. She will ravage you. And she is to be feared. And she is a warrior. And I mean, she's just awesome. Everything about her is so awesome. In the comic books, she's one of my favorite guardians. She maybe is my favorite character in the team. In the movies, I'm kind of frustrated that she's just the awkward love interest with Peter. And in her own storyline, she's not the focal point. Nebula is the focal point. And all of the lines that she has seem to be weighted in talking about her dad, Thanos. Well, you always won the, the tournaments when our father, Thanos, would mm -hmm. make us fight. I'm like, yes, we know. I want more exploration of Gamora. And it's frustrating that she's mostly there just to receive Peter Quill's stumbling attempts at romance. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being a Badass. My favorite scene in the movie with Gamora is when she picked up that gigantic gun. Yes. She's like, ah! Yes. Shooting yes. her sister. That yes. was so dope. Yes. Because for a flash, yes. I saw what I love in the comics. Yes. But that she, was amazing. But she dropped it. That was amazing. And they hug it out. So I'm appreciative of the arc. I just, I want, I want to see her move like I see her move in the comics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would like to see them... Moving forward, I, I I think that this movie was trying to do too much at one time, mm -hmm. and I'd rather see them do less better, mm -hmm. which is just kind of my thing. Yeah. I'd rather see you do less better. Just yeah. go ahead, lock in, say this is the story we're going to tell, and understanding that the guardians of the galaxy are a group, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And very much we want to see, because I mean, if, even if you think about the Avengers, um, or even Civil War, it's a Captain America movie, but we're not running off telling like seven different stories. Sure. It's kind of like everyone's filing in line with the same story and everyone's part is playing a role with this one storyline that we're telling. Sure. And, that, and I felt that more, it felt more team oriented in Civil War and it felt more team versus team, which, of course, that's what Civil War is. Yeah, right. But, but they it, nailed it. Yeah. And I think Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was similarly, let's all come together as a team and let's make this thing happen. Here, it was... I mean, and maybe that was intentional. We're all splintered away and mm -hmm. we need to come back together. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't seem to come together as well. And big thing, music. 
Oh yeah. The, okay. Mus- so that, mu- the soundtrack mu- music just didn't do the same thing for me. Yeah. That first that first movie, the music played a huge role. Mm-hmm. Now I know we started off with Volume One with a dance scene from Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Volume Two, we started off with a dance scene from Group Baby Group. Funny. Yeah. Funny thing. Really funny. Really cool. But. The rest of it doesn't play out the same, and you the know, music didn't. The music was a character in Volume One. It, it very much but was Volume a Two. I don't think the music was a character. The a same. lot of the music in Volume One was maybe more recognizable. You would listen to, oh yeah, I right. like this song, right. and the way they would spin it would be really meaningful. And uh, um, this one focused primarily on a soft rock of the same time. I don't even and, remember any songs from the movie. I, yeah, that's because maybe just it's because it. I was a little more disconnected from the genre of music. But it wasn't really my favorite. It wasn't my favorite of genre. It wasn't wasn't any of my favorite songs per se. Mm-hmm. And the music is still present, but this one is more like a playlist that you know was put together. You're just not feeling that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the music is supposed to be prominent. It's just not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music is definitely a prominent piece of Guardians of the Galaxy. Hence the fact that this is called Guardians Volume 2 and they refer to it as um, the awesome mixtape mm-hmm, Volume mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. I love that music is so c- core to this, but if the if the music was going to tell me anything about the movie this one's just not as it's not as memorable the music's not as hooky it's not going to get stuck in your head you're not going to think about it and the movie was the same case yeah how did you feel about the i don't even know who the people the gold people were i can't remember what they're called how did you feel about them like the whole video game i thought video, it was video game shooter thing sure i i thought it was it was clever. It didn't. It didn't make me lol. Yeah, so, but uh, even in that, it's kind of like, okay, I see what you're doing. Sure, hey, but no, it, but unfo- like unfortunately, it wasn't. Again, it was. These aren't bad moments. No, they're just like you're better than this. Yeah. That's the overall feeling. I walked away from this. It was like, I mean, yeah, I think you can do better than this. Sure. This, this, and I'm not even like volume one was so good that da, 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 da. Now I've talked to a lot of people who are like, I loved it. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just for me. I felt similarly to the way I felt about the second Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Placeholder, move this forward. Sure. Don't hate it. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't a. F- <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It didn't bother but me. Thor, Thor 2, that, but that's how I felt about Thor 2. I was like, okay. Yeah. Now I see Thor 3, I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. this looks good. Mm-hmm. Which it seems funny because Thor 3 looks like it's biting some of Guardians' flavor. It you does. Know, it's got that space. It does. Thing. And the humor. It seems like there's a lot of humor in it. Yeah. And I'm I'm really interested in that. And I'm I'm interested in seeing that in a Thor movie. And I bet that's going to be just what Thor needs mm-hmm. for people to really like it a lot. They they can't just go straight forward uh, a sci-fi Viking mythic thing. Because they did that yeah. and it's like, eh, fair to Midland results. It wasn't that great. But this uh yeah, this movie was not as good as I needed it to be, wanted mm-hmm. it to be, but mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Yes. Which is why I say it's like a dessert. I'm not mad at dessert. Right. It just wasn't the same, like, mind-blowing experience that I had the first time. Right. Something I do appreciate about this movie, really geeky, deep-cut Easter eggs. Like? Howard the Duck. Yes. He's back. Yep. And hanging. Are we going to have a Howard the Duck movie? I highly doubt it. I don't think so either. I highly, I think highly that's a high-risk move. Yeah. 
They Agreed. probably will have him play a part. And he's super CGI. They're not even yeah, trying no. to like <laughs> make it seem like he's really there. I think it's Seth Green that does the voice oh, really? of Howard the Duck. Yeah, I, I recognize the voice. Um, I, you know, Taserface is from the comics. Yeah. Uh, I loved maybe my favorite uh, Easter egg in the whole thing is when they're traveling through a bunch of different worlds and oh, galaxies. Yeah. The Watchers. Yes. Stanley has a cameo and he's surrounded by these big tall dudes with yep. these giant like egg-shaped heads yep. and blue cloaks. Yeah. Uatu and the Watchers. And like the Watcher is such a big deal in the Marvel universe or was yeah. before he got got. Yeah. And he has seen everything. He's the cosmic narrator. He has knowledge of all things. And seeing the watchers on the screen, I don't know why. That just like that tickled my geek bone. Now, I was you, like, yo, the, oh my God, the watchers. Why does you, that matter? It doesn't. Did you pick up what Stanley was doing? Uh no, no, what you mean? I think internet help me out. Mm-hmm. Clarify for me. I think Stan Lee was telling them everything he had air quote seen oh, in all you know of what? the and different, he was telling a story in all of the different movies he's been in in oh. all of the different places and I saw this and then oh oh gee guys come on guys come back I've got so much more stories to tell you so many things I've seen I think I You're think right. he's playing the role of I really am the actually watcher. A watcher. And that's why you see me in all of these movies, because in a sense, I'm a watcher and I'm coming and reporting back yeah. and telling what's going on. Okay. So when the watchers were walking away, they're like, all right, weirdo guy, what's going on? What's yeah. here telling us all this stuff? I think in a sense, they're like, all right, we got it. We're good. And Stan is going, no, 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 there's more. There's more I have to tell you. There's more things I have to say. That is, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're Internet, totally right. let me know. And that at, makes it even better. Yeah. Makes it even better. Yeah. The, so the Watchers got me giddy. Uh, at the at the end, during the credits, you see a portrait of Cosmo, the space dog, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum was in the credits for some reason, so maybe they're showing... I'm assuming that's from, from Thor, because he's in Thor, Thor, isn't Thor. Um, Adam Warlock. Yep. Adam Warlock is real nerdy. So that's getting us ready for Infinity Gauntlet. And that shit is funny to me, because... You have these gold people. Yes. I don't know who they are, what they're called. I'm yep. no, I know they're a thing from comics somewhere. I'm I just sure. don't know. I'm sure they are. And you have these gold extraterrestrial people in this big epic thing, and they live in these giant gold palaces. And she's like, I'm making something. I think I'll call him Adam. I'm like, really? <laughs> you got Gamora. You got Star-Lord. You have Star-Car. You have... All of these cool sounding space names, you're gonna call him Adam? You know what? This they, is coming from a man named Adam. You know why they're calling him Adam? Because that's the, his name, Adam Warlock. I know he's Adam Warlock. Yeah. It's just in contrast. Like, why did you, alien people, come? Are you familiar with the story of Adam and Eve? Have you been chilling with the Old Testament up here in your gold palace? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're reading Earth literature. I just expect the they're, taser they're face studying scene, earth, earth religion. The taser face scene happening to Adam sometime in his life, where they're like, "Your name is Adam." That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Taser face and Adam are not the same thing. I'm just saying, in their universe, in their pocket of the galaxy, mm-hmm. it probably would sound outlandish. Like, why? Why would you more name outlandish that? than taser face? I don't know. Taser face seems very descriptive. I understand the origin. I'm like, oh, okay. You tased your face so much your face that it ended up looking like this? <laughs> you got you have a face that looks like it was tased. Tased our face. Taser face. Yeah. I need to be a voice actor somewhere. Not all too different from what? Blackbeard. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Blackbeard. Hmm. 
you got a black beard. You're a scary pirate. I got yeah. you. Taser yeah. face. Yeah, I got you. I see. I see what you're about, Adam. You're the first man. You don't think that's? In, do you think that's in pur- on purpose? Me on purpose. On uh, I purpose? do think it is on purpose. <laughs> I would like to echo that sentiment. Echo the dolphin. I I am named Adam, and I get it. Adam is is an important name. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. the best name of all time. Okay, but I'm thinking about how funny it would be to be like Drax. My name is. Well, Adam, we know we're Adam. not going to do all that because we got somewhere <laughs> we're going, which is the guard, which is the Infinity Gauntlet, and yeah, I wonder who's playing um, Adam Warlock. Yeah, I wonder. We don't know that yet. No idea. Uh, we, we got David Hasselhoff. There's a little Easter egg. He shows up in the movie. Right. That, that was funny. Was, that was interesting. Knight Rider. And uh, and sang a song in the movie. Uh, I think at the end about yeah. Groot. Yeah. And um, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Starhawk. Now, question. Is Sylvester Stallone going to be playing an on... Because he said, let's go steal some shit. Yeah. So are the... Rav- now, internet... Are they going to the gonna Ravager, The Ravagers that you saw, you saw Ving Rhames playing a character. There was a couple other people who I didn't recognize as much. But those are the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the comic books. Ving Rhames was playing Charlie 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, I either looked these up because I'm not very familiar with them. Uh, we got Alita... We got Martinex. He was the kind of like crystal looking dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the original Guardians from right. 1969. And when they said it's unfortunate that some, something like this, that be that is Yandu's passing, had to happen to bring us back together. Yandu was an original member of the Guardians of the Galaxy from the like comic books. The main dude. Yeah. So when they all came together, that 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 connection made sense because it's like ah, Yandu is a member of the Ravagers. Air quotes the original Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and now. Sylvester Stallone, who's playing Starhawk, was the was the leader, is the leader of the Ravagers, the leader of Guardians of the Galaxy. So now, are we going to see the Ravagers led by Sylvester Stallone moving forward? I'd be into it because the, those uh, Guardians or that that section of the Ravagers at the end, they look dope. Yeah, I want to know more about that. And those are some big name characters that have been coming for one cameo. Yeah, like you got Sylvester Stallone to, to like what have all of five six lines not very much at all yeah yeah not very much why would you go that far to get that name you could you couldn't got anybody yeah so hopefully they'll play uh some sort of role moving forward mm-hmm. who knows i think what i'm hearing from the people who put who put together guardians of galaxy volume two they love this this property so much that they're just reaching and grabbing as much as they can mm-hmm. and kind of throwing it together and going hey howard the ducks in there mm-hmm. let's it, it's in there Mm-hmm. Okay, the Ravengers, the original Guardians of the Galaxy are in there. The, you know, the Watchers, they're out there. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, we're just acknowledging and pulling all these pieces of the Marvel Universe in. We're pulling them in, sure. you know? Now, what we're going to do with them, just because you see somebody doesn't mean you're going to have your own spinoff movie. But sure. it doesn't mean they're not either. Sure. So they're just around, and it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool stuff for the fans. Yeah. If you recognize, if you see a dog with a spacesuit on, you know what that is. That's for you. If you don't know what it is, fine. You see a talking duck, you know what that is? Cool. You don't? That's cool, too. Yeah. You know? It's part of the reason why, and of course, I have to bring it back here again. I genuinely have hope that it is possible that Man-Thing would show up as a joke. Because Howard the Duck was created in the pages of Man-Thing. Talk about it. And if Man-Thing showed up, he's not dissimilar from Groot. Oh, you're a giant plant-based weird life form? 
Okay. What do you call? What do they call you? Man thing. Ha ha ha! Guardians of the Galaxy joke about a penis. Ha ha! Like I can see right, it. Right, right, I can right, right. See it. Right. So I think. Oh wow! Wait, Man Thing might show up in Guardians Three. Just write it. Yeah, you're right. I'm just gonna have to get a hold of James Gunn and make him happen. Yeah. James Gunn is out here posting on Facebook all the time. Hey. So you hit know, him up. Listen. Easily accessible. Listen. Hit him up and say, hey, what are the chances you got? You got Howard the Duck out there. They're from a similar environment, sim- similar part of the Marvel Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. What are the chances they're going to get Man Thing in there? Get Man Thing. That might be the tweet or the Facebook message that may, might make him go, huh? Yeah. Man Thing. Comic book Junto. I mean, they got freaking Taser Face on there. Comic book Junto. Listeners. Ain't no Taser Face right comic. Now, you don't need to get sliced alone as Man Thing. You know, it could be played by. Vin Diesel again, I guess. Uh, he, he ain't got no words. Uh, like, I am Groot. <laughs> exactly. I am Groot. He just hits a button. I am Groot. Um, comic book Junto listeners, I need you to help me with this campaign. Tweet at James Gunn. Tell him, please put Man-Thing in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay? Just tell him. Tell him Adam Warlock sent you. Adam Warlock Tetris. So it's a different Adam Warlock. Get it right. Adam Warlock Tetris sent you. Please put Man Thing in Guardians Volume Three. I think this could happen. I think this is genuinely hey, plausible. Possible? Yeah. I don't know if Man Thing is going to leave the swamp and end up in outer space. I'd give up my other kidney just to see this. You would die. So I don't know if that's the you move. roll that dialysis machine into a regal. Get the one with a lot of space with the big chairs, so I can no, just like, roll up in there. No, unwise. Just saying. Not for man thing. You, you can just you can man's got to have prince. They are. They gave you R. L. Stein, so you should be happy. Well, <laughs> agree they, to disagree. <laughs> somebody right, somebody wrong. <laughs> so All yeah, right. Guardian. So I, that brings us to letter grades. Letter huh? grades. All, All right. right. What you got? How about this? Give me give me your explanation, and then give me your letter grade. Want me to start? Yeah, I'm, I'm tumbling around. You go ahead. All right. So I feel. That Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, good movie, good action sequences, good visual effects. I mean, like, great, great stuff with Baby Groot, Mm -hmm. great stuff with Yondu, great stuff. So it's a whole lot to like. So it's definitely above average movie. Mm -hmm. It is definitely, definitely above average movie. This is not your normal standard, eh. That's fine, eh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it, sure. It's around there, sure. but it, it definitely goes above that because of so many other things. And it's enjoyable. It's something that I would watch again. Somebody's like, put on volume two. I'd be like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not something where you're like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. So, and it most certainly is not the best movie I've ever seen. Sure, sure. Most certainly not. So since it's above average, but it's not the best movie I've ever seen, it's a B. But I would lean more towards a, more towards a B minus instead of a solid B because it's kind of leaning towards... Mm-hmm. Like ah yeah, you know, give or take it or leave it above average, but still kind of like I don't know if we need to do this again. Yeah, no, I'm 100 percent there. So that's with why you. I land like a B, B minus. I was originally I was thinking a B minus myself. Although what occurred to me this is this is the way that I'm thinking about it right now. I would give this movie a C because I want this movie to know if this movie were a student. And I'm okay. giving a grade. Oh, okay. Right? If I'm giving a grade, I want this student to know, like, I, you are on watch. Mm. Mm. Okay? And let this tell you that you're good. You passed. We're good here. Interesting. But you're on watch. Interesting. Don't try to give me this again. You oh, okay. You have to try harder next Okay. Time. 
Okay. Especially because the way that I'm thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy and the first movie, all of the potential that it showed me, I know you're better than this. You can this. do better than this. You can do better than this. Yeah. And what you did was good. I enjoyed myself. But I feel we're, like we're you skated here. off your last grades. Yes, yes. I feel like you think you got you got a couple hundreds, and you're like, ah, I don't have to study for this one. So while I want to give you a B minus because I'm thinking that's what it was, I enjoyed myself. It was better than most experiences that mm-hmm. I have in the theater. Mm-hmm. Also, I want, I'd rather give you a C so you know. Look, don't don't play. I let's be real. I saw this movie with one other person. I saw it with with my girlfriend. Only two tickets, and I paid thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. To see the movie. Yeah. Two tickets. I did not go to the concession stand. I did not see it in IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. It could have been significantly ooh, so more. much more expensive. Yeah. So if I'm thinking about my experience and what I want to see in the future for the amount of money and effort that I put out, look, you're on watch. So it's like a C plus? I'll give you a C plus because I, I know that you're good and this is good, mm-hmm. but don't, come on, please don't do this to me. Yeah. Don't do that. You and I both know that you are too good for this. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I feel about Guardians Volume 2. It was too good to give me what it gave me. I get that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that's that's what I'm vibing on. And honestly, as I'm saying that, I feel like I bet teachers feel this way, which is I feel I feel upset with myself. It doesn't it's not easy to say that. Hmm. It's not easy to say that. You don't want to give anybody that grade. No, goodness no. Because I enjoy Guardians so much and I can say straight up, that is a really fun experience. But we all know it could be better. Yes. We all know it could be better. And I think now, this, I haven't really had a chance to dig deep with my friends who are like, I loved it. Because there are, I do have those friends that are Shit. like, this is amazing. I got a buddy who just posted today on Instagram, uh, and he said, I feel bad for any other movie that comes out because none of them are even going to come close to this. And he is obsessed. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got it. Yo, wait, Octavius, wait, wait. it wait. just occurred to me, and I need to give you this information okay. now. Okay. I know someone who bought the ultimate ticket. Oh. The $100 Unlimited viewings, Regal Ultimate Guardians of the Galaxy ticket. Why? Because he loves Guardians that much. Did he get his money's worth? How many times did he go see How it? Def- <sighs> Twice so far. No, he didn't get his money's worth. So I'm maybe maybe this personal joy in investing in what he loves. I mean, exactly. So uh, treat it like a variant comic, maybe an sure, expensive sure. variant. Yeah, because he has, I think, the ticket that is actually looking like a credit card kind of thing. But there is an $100 ticket out there. I think it's 100 It might be more. And you can see the movie unlimited amount of times. I don't need to see that so many, many times. But I know someone who bought it. I know someone. And I wonder, how did he like it? Because if I spent 100 bucks on this movie, I would feel a way. You know? Yeah, I'm not spending 100 bucks on a movie. Unless I'm investing in it and getting the, getting the rewards. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, even thinking Yo, about... If you ever ate... Any Hollywood types want an investment for Octavius, I'll give you a hundred bucks. hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just need a little bit of a... Uh, Impress me. Yeah. I got a hundred bucks here. Make what? sure Gamora does something cool. Here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give give her two giant guns this time. One on each shoulder. Ah! Exactly. I mean, but yeah, when you think about the movies that have come out this year, we got Split. We got Get Out. Mm-hmm. We got, I mean, I enjoyed Lego Batman more than I enjoyed this personally. Mm. Mm. Does it, again, internet, that doesn't mean this sucks. Mm-mm. This is what I enjoyed more. We got Logan. 
Logan was yeah. better than this. And, and I, I know that you and I disagree uh, vehemently on this, but Arrival was one of my favorite movies in a long time. That was that and, was that this year? Uh, what was it? Maybe it was 2016. Anyway, but that movie stuck with me. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking about what, what movies are capable of doing. You have to try harder. You have to get bigger than that. It's, Marvel, you can't just skate out. I don't think it necessarily needed big. I don't think I needed bigger Maybe from that's it. That's the wrong. I needed I needed more focused from it. Yeah. I needed you to focus in on the story you're telling me and pick. It's kind of like I'm learning in design. A lot of times what you need, what, what is helpful to do is like make everything bland, make everything kind of bland mm -hmm. and then have one thing that's like pow. And then that one thing is like, whoa, but if everything is pow, then nothing is pow. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I felt. There were so many things that were trying to be, look at me, look at me, over here, over here, look at me. No, look at me. Like, there's so many that things is, that were yeah. like, look at me that I was like, oh, what, what, huh, what, huh? you know, where Logan is like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll see for the next two hours. Here's where we're going. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, okay, locked in, let's go. Mm -hmm. Even Deadpool, to a certain extent, was like, here's the tone. Yeah. Let's go. Follow me. We're out of here. And I have to I have to appreciate the fact that one of the trademarks of this series of, of the franchise, Guardians of the Galaxy, is the big exploration. Which we space love. Space. Which we love. And different aliens. Yes. I love the makeup and the creatures yes. and the characters. All of that we love. You can still focus on it. Yes. You can still focus. Every episode of Star Trek was taking us somewhere in particular. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. Here's our adventure. Here is our focus. Here is our purpose. Mm -hmm. There's going to be another episode. Where we're going to do something else. Like even, even a season of a TV show is like, here's what we're doing. You know, now we might have an episode or two extra where we can kind of lose ourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, focus is the big piece of feedback. Marvel Studios, I know you're listening. Thank you for the five stars and a positive oh, yeah, comment. Absolutely appreciate We appreciate you. this movie. Fahey, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Next next time, let's focus a little bit more. Point tell me what to look at. Tell me what to care about. Tell me what to pay attention to. I think I'd have a better, better, better experience. And James Gunn, please put Man Thing in volume three. Okay? There it is. There it is. So that's our special one-shot movie review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I give it a B minus, Adam. I give it a C plus. There it is. Yeah. Let us know what you give it. Remember the grading scale. A, best movie I've ever seen. B, above average movie. C, average movie. D, below average movie. F, worst movie I've ever seen. Mm. We want to know what you guys think. At Octavia St. Newman on Twitter. Adam on Twitter. You are? Adam Tetris. A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. And at Comic Book Junto on Twitter as well. If you have questions that you want us to ask or on a future episode of Comic Book Junto, you can use the hashtag AskCBJ. You can also send us emails, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. And we have uh, Wonder Woman coming out really, really soon. Yes. I think that movie is coming out on June 2nd. So we are not far away from that. So we'll have more comic book related movies to do one shot for. Hopefully, hopefully getting around to doing a one shot on the Netflix series Dear White People Soon as well. And Alien Covenant comes out this weekend. Oh, oh, we have to see Alien Covenant. Oh, I'm going to see it. Because I'm, I'm, I already have opinions on Alien Covenant. So you haven't, how are you going to have opinions on something you haven't seen? Because I have opinions on Prometheus. So this that's is not like, the same, hold on, that's not the same movie at all. But it's a direct sequel. Adam, 
Direct sequel. Adam. And here's the you thing. You can't have an opinion we, on a movie you haven't seen yet. No. Erroneous. I can be proved wrong, but I already have an opinion formed. All right. And I can that be proved wrong. You carry baggage with you. You fall off a horse, you remember it. You see horses, you go, <laughs> ah, I don't want to get on a horse. <laughs> you fall off a horse, you remember Let it. Let me tell you That's what. That's funny. Look, horses scare me. That's what I'm telling you right now. Alien movies scare you? No. That's why you had such want, a negative reaction to that trailer? A horse named Prometheus threw me off, and I will never wow. forget it. Are you going to go back and watch the old Alien movies? Yeah, those horses are fine. I like oh, okay. them. Right. I love the old Alien movies. Alien, Aliens. A- Internet it's question. one of my favorite movies of all time. Internet question. Second at, one? At Octavius A. Newman. Would you want Adam, Adam and I to go back and listen and watch old movies and do one-shot <laughs> reviews on them? Let us, know if you, let us know if you'd want that from us. We're considering doing that. Yeah. So let us know if you'd be interested in hearing us do movie reviews on older movies. Like, if you want us to watch Nightmare on Elm Street... The first one, we could watch it and do a movie review on it. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, let us know what your thoughts are, and we'll consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam's going to try to get himself together emotionally for Alien Covenant, a movie in which he hasn't seen, but somehow has an opinion. So what, what letter grade are you going to give Alien Covenant, the movie you ain't seen yet? <laughs> you starting out with an F? <laughs> well, right now I'm going to give it an I for incomplete, because it's oh not done gosh. yet. <laughs> yes, so this just, is wild. <laughs> this is out of control. Look, you, you, you know that you, have, you carry baggage. This is true. You carry it's true. Baggage, and I, I have to, I have to acknowledge the fact that I have baggage going into Alien Covenant because it looks similar to Prometheus, and Prometheus burnt me in a way. Wow, that's all. Well, that, that burn came on. Who knows what the future holds? Who knows what the future holds? We, that's what uh, Grandpa Newman used to say. Yeah, so. Well, if I had my druthers, Man <laughs> right. Thing would be in Volume Three. That's what he used to say too. Exactly. I don't know if it was about Man Thing, but <laughs> <laughs> he would talk about his druthers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's our episode. Let us know what you think. What letter grade do you give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Hit us up. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on email. And you can also give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail, 215-948-2742. Let us know what your thoughts are on Kamabu Junto. Um, And that's all we got. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No. No, that is absolutely everything. So at this point, we're going to do the credit sequence. And just so you know, listeners, Comic Book Junto has five post-credit scenes. That's right. All right, so do not tune out too early. Or who knows what you're going to miss. Right. Comic Book Junto will return in the Infinity Wars. (laughs) Right. So we love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 